Thanks for listening to our podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Peterson Toyota, your local Toyota dealer serving Fort Collins, Loveland, Windsor, and Tinmouth, and has been doing so for more than 50 years. Not only will you find the latest Toyota models, you'll also find a friendly and accommodating staff eager to assist you. You'll receive first-class attention, whether it be a service appointment, help picking out the right part for your Toyota, or test driving a new or pre-owned vehicle. Whatever you're looking for, Peterson's expert staff will help you find the one that's right for you, all at a competitive pricing and financing. Peterson strives to be the best in everything they do, and they will take care of you. If you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, please give Peterson Toyota a first shot at your business. Thanks. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Ram Nation Radio. Mike Rowe and Joel Canalamessa here with you on a Thanksgiving week. And uh, Rams are coming off of a, I wouldn't say a overly impressive victory, but an important victory against a lowly Nevada team, team that was kind of gunning for CSU. I think they probably played what a lot of people would consider their best game of the year. They, they played us tough, but uh, Rams were not pretty, but uh, made enough plays to win, closed the game out um, and got a 30 to 20 win on senior day. So um, sometimes senior days are a little tricky too. You know, there's emotional, we had a, quite a few guys that were uh, playing their last game at Hughes and, you know, you have that ceremony and parents and all that. It's tough to get off to a, to a real good start. And, uh, but, but the Rams did all right, came away with the win and it sets us up with the opportunity for a bowl game. If you could just get by those pesky rainbow warriors next Saturday or this Saturday, and I think that's going to be dicey, but uh, we'll talk about that here, and we'll talk a little bit of hoops as well. But uh, Mike, welcome! And uh, what what were some of the things that you saw on Saturday? In uh, yeah, I guess it was kind of sparsely attended, but we had a blast as always. The tailgate was wonderful. We had a great weather day, and it's always good to be in Canvas. You know, one one thing I want to want to uh, bring up. You know, I was pretty disappointed in our crowd against San Diego State. But it was, you know, after that game, I'm like, why? Why should I be disappointed? It has nothing to do with me if people want to come or not. And, you know, last Saturday was just – it really was about just hanging out with friends and family. And and it was just such an awesome time. Like, I, I got to say, it's been awesome seeing you bringing Conley up the last three games. And I know that him and, him and Willow had a great time. At the tailgate, just running all over the IM fields, like doing our, our supervision. Our supervision Saturday was top notch. When <laughs> next thing you know, they're standing on top of a bus, twelve <laughs> feet above the ground, looking over the edge with some sort of a skeleton hanging from like a rope. <laughs> like, please get down. Uh, but anyway, they were having fun, and we were having fun. So, exactly, and you know, and that's and that's where it's where it's where it is, um, and. You know, both these weeks we celebrated a win, and that's something that we just have not done a lot. Uh, we won two straight meaningful games, and and there's a lot riding on Saturday. Um, pretty excited again. We haven't had this feeling, this November feeling, for a very long time. Um, just reading Kevin Lytle, this is the first time that we've had multiple wins in November since 2016, seven years. It, I mean, it's been a while. This is the first, the, the most wins that we've had since 2017. And, and there's a lot to celebrate, you know, what, what I saw Saturday, um, you know, the thing that, that really stands out to me is, is again, this is a, a game that we won and the way we won it, they're, they're closing in. 23-20, and, you know, fortunately, they missed the field goal, but we put the game away. Um, we come down, we score, we get, the, we get the lead back up to 10, make the stop, and we did something very un-CSU-like for the last few years. We ran out the clock. We got first downs on the ground, and, and I mean, it was, it was awesome seeing that. It was awesome seeing – Marshall, you know, he's starting to develop. And the best thing is he has four more years after this. Yeah. Again, again, we talked about it last week. But 
watching him develop and watching him really watching him put away the game. That that just a lot of positives going into this week, a lot of positives going into next year. Well, you got him and you got a lot of your old line coming back. I think we only lose Oliver Jervis. Uh, and, and you lose Bobby Lawrence as well, but uh, he hasn't really played a lot outside of special teams. <laughs> so um, so I, that that's, it gives you encouragement because the O-line has been a, a major surprise this year. and They've done a really good job. And as much as we harped on uh, the lack of their or, you know run blocking, what a what a change it makes when you've got a guy in there who can hit a seam and uh, hit it with some speed and uh, turn a three yard gain into a eight yard gain, you know, so uh, or more. So that that has been a really pleasant surprise, and it's really exciting to know that you've got this uh, this line, most of this line back for next year, and you've got Justin Marshall for four more years, and um, yeah. and Damian Henderson too. And Damian Henderson, he'll be back. He's been- with that ankle injury the whole year you know he's gonna be good he's gonna be good and and i'm glad you know i'm glad that because he he definitely could have used up more than four games of eligibility i think would they bring him in like with five games left and you know he finally got some finally saw the field and i i kind of chronicled this a little bit that one game that he played that he was he was pouting a little bit he wasn't happy with his lack of playing time and he was moping a little bit he finally got put in the game and of course he gets hurt um but uh, I'm, I'm glad that we did not have to use either of these two star running backs uh, eligibility this year. So, and I, that's a, we've talked about this before too, but it's nice to have that rule where, man, you get four games of, of experience and it doesn't go against your, your eligibility. It's a, it's a, that's a cool thing. It's, it's the better side of that rule than what we saw last year with players <laughs> playing four years and then saying, oh, I'm going to quit now, <laughs> you know? So. Uh, it, it, exactly. Exactly. And, and, yeah, and I, I talked about it. It, it. it really is you're you're playing chess out there and, and trying to figure out how this is going to work for you and how it's going to benefit you. And yeah, last year we saw we saw those a lot of those seniors and, and upperclassmen who walked off, you know, after four games and talked about it last year though. I thought that was a good thing for the program. Obviously it hurt in the short term. Um, especially that stretch in the middle of, of, of the season. But by the end, you saw these younger guys start to produce, and, and it's carried over to this year, and, and we're seeing it again. And, and hopefully hopefully that will pay off on, on Saturday against the White. So uh, one of the bummers about Saturday was the pick six at the end of the first half. And the funny thing is, so I'm like, okay, we got – a little bit of time here. I would like to see us try to put some points on the bar. I have no problem. And I know Jay was like, I'm kicking myself for, for doing that, but I'm not, I mean, it's, you made it, you got picked. All right. The, the player didn't execute, but you can't, I hope that, that that's the kind of things that we've been seeing from him where he, you know, he'll make a call like that, which is in his nature to be aggressive. And then the players make a mistake and it costs you. And then he clams up a little bit and he's a little more conservative with his play calling. I hope that that doesn't affect him, um, you know, going forward. But anyway, my son had to go to the bathroom and I'm like, crap. All right, well, let's just go now. Uh, we'll try to beat the halftime crowd. And as soon as I'm in the bathroom and I'm getting a text, we just threw a pick six. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So, um, so that, that was frustrating, but, uh, and, and that's just, um, you know, Braden, he's definitely hit a little bit of a, a stretch here where he's, I don't know if it's a confidence thing, but he's not making his best throws. A lot of his mid range throws have not been good. He's made some bad decisions too. Um, and they've come back to haunt him. And, um, we always said that you'd have to put up with a little bit of that with a, a freshman quarterback like that. But the good side of that is, I mean, he just doesn't get rattled and he will stay mentally in the game and he will make enough plays. So these last two games, when he didn't have his best game, he made enough plays to get you the win. So uh, you got to give him a lot of credit for that. And, um, you know, it is, is it, that, that goes for the whole team. It wasn't like a masterpiece by any means, but they made enough plays to win and they've done it for two weeks in a row and they ended in victory formation. So, um, that's a, that's a good, that's a good start. We, we needed, we needed some sort of upper trajectory, which we had not had earlier in the year. You know, one thing about Braden, 
you know, last week I, I brought up the cold. But again, he it's it's like he, he he keeps looking at his hands. But let's go back to that Boise State game. What did you post early that week? Oh come on. on. I'm just wondering if 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 there's an injury that he's playing through and and because he's not making those throws like he did earlier in the season. Oh, and, you mean you mean you mean when when I said there was a chance he wasn't going to play? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And he and he and he did confirm that too. He's like, yeah, earlier in the week we thought there was a chance that I wasn't going to be able to play. That changed for the better and and uh, got it worked out. But yeah, I mean. That could be part of it too. You're right. You're right. And and they have not really talked about that at all. And to his credit, if that is something that's bothering him, he never brings it up. So, um, and that goes for a lot of our players. They never talk about it. Oh you, never Tory, you never hear Tory talk about it and he's been hurt all year. <laughs> Avery Morrow has been hurt all year and he keeps trying to go out there and battling. And, and he is, Jay said after the game, he was back in the hospital again. Um, so I don't exactly know yeah. what happened to him, but um yeah, a lot of tough guys, uh, a lot of a lot of competitors. Um, we haven't had the best year, and not everything's gone our way. And surely we would like to be, I don't know, seven and four right now, or eight and three right now. Um, but these guys are laying a little bit of a foundation, and it needed to start somewhere. And we're finally seeing some sort of progress. And we'd really like to see it uh, this bowl game come to fruition next week. And that's one of the things I really like is. Is is you're seeing a team that's that's tough. You talked about it a lot after the the Air Force and the Wyoming losses about how this team just doesn't quit, that they're still fighting. This is a team that we haven't had a lot of those injuries that are keeping players out towards the end of the season like we've had in the past. We have a team that's still fighting and battling and, and they're playing through they're playing through the being hurt. And they're 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 just it just seems like so focused. It seems a lot different than the Mike Bobo years. It seems a lot different than the Adazio years when we got to late October and, and November, where the teams just started. I don't want to say giving up, but they just didn't have the fight. And this team just has that. It it has it, and you could tell. You know, I know it, it's it's cliche, but I mean, it really is a Ramley. It's it, it, you know they are they are doing this for each other. They're doing it for the staff. And again, we have it's it's been a long time since we've seen that at CSU. So curious, what do you what would what grade would you give the coaching staff this year? Obviously, there's one more game left, and there's potentially a bowl game, and that could skew our thinking. But just from what you've seen in eleven games, performance everything what grade would you give our staff a, a c you know yeah. we're i mean we're right in the middle we're we're yeah should end the season 500 <laughs> that's average so I, I i would say see there's things that there's things that i haven't liked that i've seen throughout the the year you just brought it up you know sometimes jay almost goes into a turtle shell whenever he makes a call that it doesn't work and and, and so we almost seems gun shy after that to, to call it again, afraid that there might be another mistake. You know, I thought the defense just at times, especially against up-tempo teams, just seemed lost. And we've, we've talked about it with, with our defensive backfield, almost r- running all over the place. Nobody being set when plays are going yeah. off. Uh, we saw that against Utah state. We saw that against Washington state. You know, or or other times, it just seems like they're they're so afraid of of giving up the big play where they're they're playing so far back that teams just start gashing us. Uh, CU, UNLV, that uh, that it really does cost us more than if we, if we, if we're being aggressive and and that was something that you know we just didn't see last year with with Freddie Banks. Um, but there's again, there's been a lot of good too. There's been a lot of good too, and where everyone wants to to pick on Braden, he's leading, he's leading the Mountain West in, in all-purpose yards. <laughs> you know, as a freshman, this is a freshman that's done it, and I just read that that today that this hasn't happened since Brett Ripon uh, with Boise State, and 
and we're seeing this. You know, there's a again, there's a lot of positive. You see Tori, you see uh uh Holker, but we've seen a great development with Justice Ross Simmons and with uh with Brown and and I like what we're seeing with our running backs now and our offensive line. There there's just been so much positive. But again, I, you know, I think coaching has cost us some of those games that I just mentioned. So that's why we're at where where we are at right now. Yeah, I mean, you you got you look back at well the opener. We were completely ill prepared for that game. I mean, just outclassed from the get go against what turned out to be not as good of a Washington State team as we thought. I mean, they played like world beaters for four four weeks to start the season, but man, they they're, they're the state champions though. They are. <laughs> they they smoked us, CU and UNC. Yeah. Oh, I forgot they played UNC. That's right. But, uh, but yeah, that one was frustrating. And then you, you completely blew the CU game. I mean, that's just inexcusable to give that one away. Um, Utah State, you're up 17 to nothing, and then you collapse. Uh, you know, and, and quite frankly, the only game that we really have won this year that really is you would count as, a, I guess, an impressive win or a, 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 at least against a team with a winning record would be Boise State. And uh, and that took a miracle, <laughs> took a miracle 21 point run in, in the final four and a half minutes. So um, so and the other thing, uh, what would you say is the most significant indicator of good coaching within a game? Um, wow, that, that that's a tough question. You know, I, I it's, it really has seen that. Sometimes we don't make those adjustments. You look at the Air Force game. You look at the, you look at the Wyoming game. Those two, particularly, especially since it's come in the last four weeks, yeah, where it's anybody's ball game coming out of out of halftime, and then we get smoke. We get give up seventeen unanswered to to um, Air Force. We get a three and out. We get a great stop on on defense against Wyoming, and then we talked about it. Freaking going, going ace formation, two straight runs up the middle, third and long, pick up a uh, pick interception. They score. They're up seven now, or up ten. Same thing. We get a first down, but it's already we're we're still running that, running that. Another interception, and. I mean, it's game over. There's 14 right there that put him up 17. And and we made a great comeback. But, again, we're coming back in a fucking fastball off. Braden Stye, and it's game <laughs> over. You know, game over there. And, again, it's it's us coming out at halftime. It's even the CU game. We're up 11 in the fourth quarter. And we didn't make those adjustments. We saw what, what CU was starting to do. Well, you know, almost moving Shador in the pocket, trying to buy time to to, to get those that speed open, and it did. And, and they started gashing us, and I mean, we saw what happened. Well, you're you're in line with me. I mean, for me, it's adjustments too. It's how you perform coming out of the locker room in the second half. Um, and so I got thinking about this. I looked up some numbers, and let me tell you, it is not pretty. Our third quarter performances. Um, we have been outscored 93 to 40 in third quarters this year. Uh, we've gone four and seven, if you were to put a record on it, uh, on just our third quarters, four and seven in third quarters this season. Fourth quarters, we've been outscored 97 to 81. And you got to figure those are those numbers are skewed by those t- two games, the Washington State game, when we were down 36 to three in the fourth. And, you know, they're putting in some of their uh, non-starters and and we rally and I think we scored 21 late against them. Um, so that skews it a little bit. And then obviously our miraculous 21 points against Boise State in the final four and a half minutes of that game, uh, you take away those and it's really embarrassing. You know, and by the way, we've been outscored in all. And so I started looking at these numbers because one of the things that that Jay had on their um, their team goals list was to win, have a winning record in all four quarters. So I got, I was wanting to see if, if we achieved that, but so I, I pulled some of these numbers from that research, but um, we've been outscored in all, but the first quarter this year, we were outscored 81 to 56 in second quarters. Um, in the first quarters, we've outscored our opponents 77, 57. That's just a little disappointing considering 
our offense is supposed to be designed to score a lot of points to, for us to, to be outscored in three out of the four quarters this year. Um, that's a little disappointing and not to mention our D was supposed to be a lot better than it really performed this year as well. But, uh, you know, Jay, Jay did list that as one of his 10 goals and I'm going to go through that too. Uh, but, but, uh, he wanted to have a winning record in all four quarters. We're currently at two and two. Um, if we don't outscore Hawaii in the first quarter Saturday, we'll be one, two, and one because I think we are we're five, four, and two in, in first quarters. Um, so anyway, uh, losing record in the second quarter and third quarter. So not 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 real good. Um, and then you look at so so Jay's goals. Someone uh, I got a, a picture of a of their list of goals in their locker room from earlier this year. Someone had actually sent this to me. First goal was start fast, beat Washington State. You know how that ended up, right? Started about as bad as you could get. Our QB gets benched. We get rolled in the game. And uh, the fan base was on meltdown mode uh, just to kick off the year. So that was bad. Uh, have a winning record in all four quarters. We just talked about that. We have not achieved that. We will not achieve that. Win all home games. We did not achieve that, although we did have uh, a better, we tied for the best performance we've had at campus since it's opened uh, at four and two. Uh, number four on the goal list, beat rivals. Well, we went 0-3 and we're 0-5 under J. So that's uh, scratch or, off. Or you could say we're 2-0, and we beat Boise and Nevada. Maybe <laughs> are, those are, are those our two new rivals? I know that Jay wants to make uh the Nevada game of rivalry, and that's evidenced by their number five goal, beat the brakes off of Nevada. Um, it actually said that on the list, beat the brakes off of Nevada. Now, I would not say that they accomplished that because uh, we beat Nevada, but uh, I wouldn't call it a beat down. The game was a three-point game into the fourth quarter, and we ended up winning by 10 uh, on a long TD pass uh, with 10 minutes to go. So um, we did win, so I could maybe – Maybe let that one slide, but I would not say we beat the brakes off in Nevada. It Number was six, com com compete for a championship in November. Obviously, we were out of it in October. So that and that and that that goal alone being scratched off negates the next four or next three goals. So uh, qualify for a championship game, that's out. Play the game in canvas, that's out. Win the championship game, that's out. So they're uh, basically zero for nine on goals. The tenth goal is to win our bowl game. So. Uh, Got, they still got a chance at that one. And, uh, you know, they they really could. I know they were all kind of perturbed about the rivalry one in particular and how a lot of this season has gone. But you really can right a lot of wrongs if you can make that happen. Go to a bowl game. Give people a trip. Give give yourselves another chance at a, another win. Um, that would be pretty nice to go uh, seven and six. And that would be a nice step. I know it. Didn't happen the way we wanted. Some of the wins were not all that impressive, but who cares? Just take it. Take what you can get. Um, you got a chance to build some momentum for 2024. Um, and I know we talked about this last week, Mike, but uh, we, we talked about how you could really set yourself up with good momentum for next year. I started looking at our schedule, though, and man, it is uh, it is not going to be an easy slate. Um, unless we really improve next year, it's going to be tough to have that kind of special year um, just because of the schedule. If you look at if you look at just our road games alone, we start at Texas, August 31st. Win. I like it. Uh, By the way, any of you thinking about going, um, most of the hotels are booked already for that weekend. Got to get on that. At, I know we talked I mean, about we that tailgate. On, yeah, we jumped on uh, – Airbnb quick. I think we did it during the Utah Tech uh, tailgate, actually, hmm. when we, uh, when we got our Airbnb. So for those of you looking, you know, if if, if you're looking for a hotel, you're either going to be way out on the outskirts or uh, or you're going to be paying a lot. So, hmm. Well, that's good advice. But, I, I need to do that as soon as we hang up here. But uh, uh, then look at our uh, our other road games next year in conference at Air Force, at Boise, at Fresno, at San Diego State. So basically the top four. I mean, San Diego State's a little bit down. Who knows what will happen next year? But Fresno State's been tough. Boise's going to be tough at, on the blue. Air Force, could they be a little bit down? Yeah, but just historically, these are our four toughest games on the road. And, you know, that's so that just sets up as a, as a tough slate. So um, but well, let's worry about this year. 
maybe one of those gets flexed out for uh for seven plus one model Ooh, that would be nice yeah let's get rid of uh let's get rid of at fresno yeah besides we are owed a trip to corvallis freaking covid you're right we are we are um so back to this year hawaii worries me a little bit saturday <laughs> um they are four and eight but their wins came over albany freaking albany new mexico state both those games at home they did win at nevada who's pretty much garbage and they surprise of all surprises beat air force at home and air force has just kind of hit the skids these last three weeks, which is just shocking. Um, but this is a game we should win. Um, I know the two staffs know each other real well. Hawaii head coach, Timmy Chang, um, worked under Jay. Jay has a great affinity for him. Uh, but Timmy's looking to improve to five and seven, which would be a huge step for them in, in their second year. Um, we're favored by five and a half, but this just seems like a pitfall for us here. You know, Moses Moses talked about this, you know, when he when we were in school, how how tough a game the Hawaii game is because it's such a quick, it's just such a quick turnaround. You, you know, and I saw I saw on the message board somebody said that the plan is for the team to leave on on Thursday, and I know they did that last time when Adazio was here. But you're there on Thursday; it's a long flight. You have one day to re to really get used to to the time change, get used to to start getting your routine in, and then it's like as soon as the game's over, you're you're on a plane going back, and so for the players, it's just to them. It, I mean, you know, and again, this is like one of the best teams that CSU ever had, you know, with some of the best players we ever had, and, it, and to them, it was just. It just took so much out of him. He, he he said, "Like it was, it's just uncomfortable. It's it, it's everything so fast. You literally have paradise right outside your window, and you can't do anything at all with it, you know. And so it, it, that kind of messes with your mentality too, because everyone's like, it's a business trip. It's a business trip. <laughs> but when you're looking out there and you're like, I can't go out there and jack mm. around, you know, or shouldn't, um." But yeah, they they they've always talked about how how hard it is. Again, kind of going back to 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 what I talked about earlier, what you talked about. This team, it almost seems different, where they they really do have that workman type yeah. mentality, and and I really think that they're pretty good at putting that off, putting that off, so that they can focus. And I think we're we're going to see a team that's going to play hard for all four quarters, and and we have more talent than they do. <laughs> Coaching staffs are pretty much mirror images of each other. They both know each other's playbooks, so it's it's about we got to say it every every week. We got to take care of the ball. We got to get them off the field, and and in the end, we you know we just got to score. We got to score. We got to we got to start converting more touchdowns. Uh, in the red zone too. That's one thing I, would, I wasn't too happy about with, with last week's game. Uh, thought we should have went for when we got in the red zone, those few times should have went a little bit harder towards, towards scoring touchdowns as opposed to not turning the ball over and, and getting three. Although congrats to uh, Noe's for uh mountain West player of the year, uh, player of the week, uh, special teams. So that 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 was that was cool from last game, but but no, I'm I'm confident on Saturday. You know, I think I think this team has the right mentality. I think they know how important it is to get this sixth win, so that they can, uh, you know, keep it going into 2024. Yeah, I mean, you, you said it all. I mean, does this team though have the the right leadership and and guys that can overcome that? I don't know, that just sleepiness that seems to hit teams when you go down to the island and, and just not not uh, be on your A game. Um, the, the other thing that worries me is, you know, you look at the the wagering data of this game, and I know it's early. This is only Monday, and there's five days till game game day. But uh, 
there's 70% of the betting publics. And you know, there's, there's a lot of sites out there that say where, where the wagers, the, the, where the general public is spending their money and 70% of the, the betting public uh, has put money on the, on the Rams. So um, that's scary because the Hawaii game is always kind of a indicator where there's, there's degenerate gamblers that are chasing their cash in the last game of the night. And it's a good spot for Vegas to, to win money. And uh, this one, this one worries me when I see the, the public go strong one way. It's usually where I go contrarian and then go the other way. So uh, I really hope Jay can get this done. The team can, can keep treating this as a one game playoff and uh, get to that next step, go to a bowl. Um, he really does need to get it done. There's been just too many missteps this year. There's a lot of good players on this team that would be a real bummer for them not to get to that uh, experience, that bowl game. He really can salvage this as a decent season if you get that done and and uh, he he needs it to go one and nine on his goals list so um but uh, you mentioned the the post by Kevin Lytle uh with some of those stats but um you know obviously we know that it's uh, a chance to go to our first bowl since 2017 um it's our first five win total or it's our most wins since 2017 five wins uh at this point um and you said the the four home wins ties the most in uh canvas history since 2017 and then there's the first time we've won multiple games in november since since 2016 uh and that's sad because that used to be sunny specialty remember when november would roll around and sunny would just start dusting cats right and left um and that's when we would you know just go to bowls every year and take care of business but hope we can get this done it's it's kind of fun we haven't been able to do this in a while it's kind of look fun to look at the bowl predictions of, across the various publications but um ESPN uh, has us at the Frisco Bowl, December 19th against Texas State. CBS's Jerry Palm has us in the First Responder Bowl, December 26th against Louisiana. Sporting News has us in the Independence Bowl versus Cal. That's December 16th. Fox Sports has us in the Boca Raton Bowl. I could do that game. Yeah, <laughs> I could do that game. How about the Boca Raton Bowl? Uh, be nice to go to Florida. Uh, that's December 21st. They have us against Georgia State. And then uh, Yahoo Sports has us in the Cure Bowl, which is in Orlando. That'd be kind of cool. Um, that's against Georgia Southern. So obviously they're just throwing darts at the wall and making educated guesses based on bowl tie-ins and who, what leagues may not have enough spots to fill. Because it does look like the Mountain West, uh, they've got, we got a chance at seven or eight um, teams that, that will have six wins. And we don't have enough bowl spots to fill that. But there are other conferences out there that do not have enough eligible teams to fill their spots. So there's, there's a, it's very likely we're going somewhere if we do get that sixth win and uh, kind of fun to think about where that might end up. So we always have fun no matter where, well, actually, you know, I did not go to that, uh, that Idaho bowl, the potato bowl, which you did and you said it was miserable, but we've been to some really fun ones in Albuquerque. And so you can have fun wherever you go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Athlon's had us in a, uh... In uh, Frisco as well, there was an, somebody else had us in in New Mexico against New Mexico State, which would be a freaking – me personally, that's where I'd like to go. Another one had us in the Arizona Bowl against Marshall again, which I'd rather not play them. Ooh, but, I, didn't, uh, I didn't see that. I was looking for that because um, I know you mentioned it. Uh, Arizona would be great, but, yeah, playing Marshall again does not sound appealing. No, no, but – uh Again, this is something that we haven't had in way too long, and and to be mentioned and and looked at to be in these bowl games, you know, it does make me makes me excited. And again, if we could if we could get this third win in a row and then build that into a, a bowl game and hopefully finish the year with with four wins going into twenty four, that would be huge. And and you know, you look at. Again, I talked about it. You know, we won these last two games, and, and these were games that we we didn't win the last few years. This, this, these are games that we haven't won. I mean, honestly, since like Mac was here, um, but we're, we're we're starting to get those wins. So you look at that, and you look at our projection uh, projection from where we were last year to where we are now to where we should be next year. And I look at the CU game. I look at the Utah state game i look at unlv 
that's three wins that I think we win next year if we have similar types of games. Um, not saying that we'll beat those three teams. I'm saying if we have similar types of games against against opponents like that, I think we win those games next year because we've been in that situation. I think we know what, what we'll do, what we need to do to, to, to finish it off. I think that we win more, uh, at least one, if not two, of our rivalry games. We do that and we continue uh, going where we are. Next year should be an eight nine win season, and and I and I and I have that faith in, in Jay. And I and the one thing about these last two games, I, I have enjoyed seeing the playbook open up. And again, part of that's probably because of Marshall at running back, and so. As we look to the future, I, I think we're on the right trajectory. Um, a loss on Saturday, though, I'm not sure what we do. I'm not sure if Amy has to look and, and really decide if this is what we want from our athletic department, if we want to make a change, and then have a possibly new AD come in and let them decide if, if Jay's going to be the one moving forward after year three. Jay for sure deserves year three, but not getting to a bowl, I think would be would be pretty bad for for our athletic department for our football program. Absolutely, it would. It absolutely would. All right, let me pause real quick to talk about Ginger and Baker, which just celebrated their sixth anniversary, which is hard to believe. But I want to mention that this Sunday, November 26, you can get a jump on your holiday shopping at Ginger and Baker's Holiday Market in the Teaching Kitchen, which is happening together with Handmade Market NOCO. This event will feature seven local makers of jewelry, candles, apparel, art, soaps, and more. And if you're not available this Sunday, you can always stop into the gift shop anytime and find great gift ideas. But you know my weak spot is their food. I encourage you to stop in for an amazing dinner at the Cache where you can enjoy fine steaks and chops, good whiskey, and great wines from an award-winning wine list. Or for a more casual outing, check out the cafe with a wide offering of American comfort food classics. They've also got a ton of great events each and every month. Check out gingerandbaker.com calendar for a full list this place is amazing, guys. Support our friend Ginger Graham and treat yourself to a world-class experience at our favorite place, Ginger and Baker. All right, let's switch over and talk a little hoops. 4-0. Rams are 4-0 with a few decent wins in there. Uh, Kansas City game the other night was uh, probably the, the least of the talented bunch. But, uh, you know, you look at wins over Louisiana Tech, Wright State, and then going into northern colorado where we have not had a lot of success in recent years uh and took care of business boy it was fun to um to be there by the way is the moby east as we called it a lot of a lot of good contingent of ram fans made the, the trek over there to uh, butler hancock or whatever they're calling it these days but looked really solid in a game where it would have been easy to kind of sleepwalk through i think these guys are hungry there's still areas where they could improve but uh and they're gonna need to because the Tough part of the schedule is coming up here. Uh, it gets a lot stronger here real quick. But uh, with the the move to 4-0, the Rams moved up to 54 in Ken Palm. By the way, the, the conference is, is doing all right so far. Um, San Diego State, I don't know if you watched this game last night, Mike, but uh, they were in a dogfight. Like, they, they were up, I think they were up 11 points with just a couple minutes left, two and a half minutes left, something like that. And Washington went on a run and uh, ended up tying it. They go to overtime, and Washington had the lead for a lot of overtime. And then finally, San Diego State made a little run and closed them out. Ladee kind of saved their bacon. He was a man and just just uh, took control of that game. But uh, they survived to scare 197. So they're the tops in the Mountain West right now. You got Nevada up there at 40 uh, in Ken Palm rankings. Um. New Mexico, 64, Boise, 69, Utah State, 89, UNLV, 91, all to kind of round out the the, the teams in the top 100. But what's uh, kind of nice is, and this this will save, you know, kind of help us all the Mountain West in their uh, net rankings this year is that the lowest you have is Air Force at 191, and they're they're not good, um, but they're they're competing. And even Wyoming, who, what, would they predict, predict predicted at 11th this year? Um, yeah, 10th, something like that. 
And uh, they've actually picked up a couple of really nice wins recently. They beat Charleston, who was a tourney team last year, lost to San Diego State in the first round, and uh, and Furman. And Furman actually, they beat number four seed last year in the NCAA tournament. They beat uh, Virginia, and, uh, and then they played San Diego State in the second round and lost. But uh, so it's good to see those bottom teams um, having success, some success, so they're not dragging down the rest of the the conference. But then uh, the, the league as a whole, I just actually. So give me Fletch kind of gave on the board, gave a really good summary of, of our recent games. Boise state just beat uh, San Francisco. Who's 80th in Ken Palm, Nevada beat Washington on the road. Um, and Washington, we have coming up December 2nd in a neutral court in, in Vegas. So that's not going to be an easy game. Um, San Diego state beat long beach state, St. Mary's. And then of course what Washington and ULV, ULV had a really crappy loss a couple weeks ago against Southern, <laughs> but uh, at home, and it was like, and people are calling for the firing of Kevin Kruger already. But uh, then they came back and beat Pepperdine, which is which is uh, on the road. That's a that's a decent win. Uh, that was just a couple nights ago on UNLV or on uh, ESPN Plus, I think is where I saw that. Um, but anyway, so now we've got the Hall of Fame Classic, uh, multi-team event in Kansas City. Start with BC, and that's do you know that's eleven thirty a.m. tip. So, yeah. So that'd be kind of fun way to have a little breakfast and a bloody Mary and watch a little hoops. Um, and the winner of that game will, uh, will advance to play the winner of the Creighton Loyola Chicago game. And, uh, but uh, so an opportunity for, to, to play a couple of really good teams. Boston college has is four and themselves. They've got wins over Fairfield Citadel, Richmond and Harvard. Um, and uh, man, if you could win that game, they're, they are an athletic team. I saw, I saw them one game on TV, and they just look athletic. They got a really big, uh, uh, strong big man. I think it's seven foot center. Um, so they, they're, you know, and we have our issues rebounding a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't say issues, but that's not our strength right now. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how we handle that. But it would really do a lot for your resume to just even get a crack at Creighton. You know, so they are they are legit. They're four and zero. They're number nine in Ken Palm. Only real team they've played so far is Iowa. They have a ninety two eighty four win, but they, this is a Blue Jays team. They were picked to win the Big East uh, by the coaches in that preseason poll, um, and they are they are very very good. So um, you know whether or not you even you know to get a chance to play them, um, just for one, gives you experience against one of the top teams in the country. For two, it's going to boost your resume just playing a, a quad one game. Um, you know, and this is, remember, we actually beat them on the island and the Paradise Jam. Was it a year, two years ago now? Years ago. Yeah. So it would be nice to to get a chance against them. I think for this week to be successful, we need we need to beat Boston College. Um, yeah. we We have to get past this first round. If, if if we go one and one, I I think that's a successful successful trip. If we win this whole thing, that's huge. That's going to be huge for CSU. We already we started getting a vote. We got a vote today in the uh, in the uh, in the top twenty five rankings. People are noticing us again. Uh, the message board is so gross, <laughs> but just you know reading reading why there's what was being said against UNC especially reading what was being said Friday night against against the ruse of Kansas City it's Nico's really good at, at scheduling and 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 about picking teams for certain reasons on on how to develop how to develop for for the year uh not just throwing out a schedule to get some cupcake wins knowing that we're get, should get these wins but it, it, it's for certain reasons you look at you look at when we played uh Oral, Oral Roberts two years ago brought that team in because because of uh why Asmus knowing what he could do that's a similar team to to Wright State and how, how we brought them in knowing that this is going to be a good a good contest for our guards and how they're going to and how they're going to match up against against somebody that can fill it up. You look at La Tech and Wright State; both of their both of those programs had the what the preseason player of the year. 
in their respective conferences and all, all at the guard position. So you, so you really want to test, you know, what we have up front, Josiah Strong and Jalen Lake and, and Isaiah Stevens. You look at a UNC team that should have beat us two years ago, to be honest, in Moby, beat us last year in Moby, always have struggled in, in, in Greeley. And we go in there and we take care of business and very comfortable win throughout. And it was a comfortable game throughout, but we, what we saw, you know, we, we, we didn't just have to rely on, on Isaiah to win that game. We had great games from Cartier, from, uh, from Nish and from Scott. And that was one of those where we didn't have to rely on Roddy or Stevens to finish off UNC the team just beat them down. You look at you look at the Ruse game, the the UMKC game on Friday night. That was a specific game to help tune us up for San Diego State, for Boise, for teams that want to muck it up, the teams that want to press pressure us uh, on offense and and really try to to take Stevens out of the game, and we adjusted that. You know, we jumped up 13-0, and they kind of battled back, battled back. And our team found a different way to win with them running, really running a box and one against against Stevens for a good part of that first that first half. But seeing us get through that, a choppy game, a, a horribly called game on both sides where there was no flow, and we won by 23 points. <laughs> you know, that was a game we won by 23 points and, and it was done for a reason. And the way this team is doing it and seeing Javante Johnson come out with, with a, with a good game off the bench coming yeah. off early and, and scoring some points, see seeing, seeing Josiah strong hitting a couple threes finally on the year, getting into double digits while still playing defense, seeing Jalen Lake, you know, hitting some big shots and, and really seeing Neek not having his best night, you know, in a Ram uniform and still producing, you know, seeing Scott not having his best night and still producing. And so this is a team that's, that is starting to learn how to win. And it's in, in a lot of different ways. And it's, it's because of what Nico has done, how he's put this, this schedule together that this week, Again, I think if we get past Boston College, it's going to be a big week. And if we're facing Creighton, I mean, we got a one-game winning streak on them. So, uh, but we got to get past past BC first. Only worrying about Wednesday. I think um, the way that Nico scheduled this year is kind of an indicator of what he thinks this team is capable of. Because a lot of times you schedule based on who you have coming back, and quite frankly, we had you know, three major new parts to this team that um, that you weren't well, actually more than that. I mean, we, you see some of the, the couple freshmen now getting getting minutes, decent minutes. Um, so really five guys that are integrating into your team. And you knew that they have a lot of them have talent, a couple these transfers that you knew were going to play as starters right away. But a lot of coaches might have scheduled a little more lightly, you know, just to uh, to ease a team into the season and um, not, not Nico. I mean, yeah, you got these, these four openers, but none of them were what you would consider just uh, easy peasy games. You know, they're, they're, they were all challenges and, and now you've got this stretch coming up and, and after this, and after this tournament, you've got CU coming to Moby and CU right now is the number what 20, 23rd team, 23rd ranked team by Ken Palm. And they are going to be really good this year. They're going to be really good this year. And um, they haven't really played anybody yet, but um, that is going to be a really fun game. I actually cannot wait for that game at Moby. It'll be rocking. I know that uh, there's not a lot of tickets left. So, um, and that's just the game that our our fans just need so desperately for something great to happen for us, something to make us excited and uh, beat a beat a team that you just hate. We need to we need to win over a team we hate. I, I just tell you, I cannot walk out of Moby Arena listening to it sucks to be a CSU Ram by Buffett. <laughs> so um that's just not gonna happen. So 
But uh, so, yeah, a lot of fun coming up here with the, the Hoops team. You got anything else you want to talk about with Hoops? Uh, no, no. Uh, again, I, li- I like what I've seen. What I, I do want to talk uh, quick about women's hoops. If you haven't, yeah. if you haven't watched them again, get, you don't have that Mountain West app. You need to get it. It's on, it's on the Apple TV box. It's on Roku. I mean, shit. I think it's a, it's on a lot of smart TVs that you can just yep. download directly. They've been fun to watch. You know, McKenna Hofschild. She just had. She's had three turnovers all season long, and and <laughs> those three happened in the last game. Uh, all three of those happened in the last game. Um, you know, your, your girl from Cherry Creek, she's actually been struggling, uh, you know, with her shot, but she is just ripping rebounds. Uh, it, it, it's been, it's been fun watching them. We got some youngsters on this team that, you know, we brought back a lot of the, the uh, seniors and, and, but we got some youngsters on this team. You know, I, I really think that Ryan has, has done well with with transfers coming in, keeping keeping you know our our super seniors and, and bringing in this this new group, and uh, I think they're going to be fun to watch. So if you haven't watched them, you know I, I don't get up to watch them in person enough, but I, I I watch them a ton on the on the app. And so if you haven't watched them, you know do that. You know watch them, and, and they they do need our support, and and, and they're fun to watch. They really are fun to watch. Volleyball this week, we qualified for the Mountain West tournament. Uh, we are the two seed. Have zero clue what can happen. We could win this pretty easily. We could lose in the first round uh, very easily. This team is so Jekyll and Hyde. But, uh, you know, I'm always going to be behind Coach Cohen. Um, gee, they're, they're fun to watch. Um, they're frustrating to watch, too. So... <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's this week. The, the tournaments in in in, the, in UNLV in Las Vegas. So hopefully they get a win and, and and get us back to to where we belong. You know, this team should be the program that that dominates the Mountain West. And for whatever reason, since since that first round where we got reverse swept by Washington State, we just haven't been able to put away opponents. Uh, like we should, if we make, if we could get into that tournament this year, again, almost, almost like talking about football, it's going to be huge for 24. So, so I think it'll be on the Mountain West network. Take a watch this weekend in between uh, eating Turkey and watching CSU hoops and getting ready for, for uh, the Hawaii game. Yep. Yeah, so uh, as Mike said, the Rams earned the two seed. They will uh, play Wednesday. Um, so they'll get, they'll get a bye in the first round. They will face the winner of the number three seed UNLV and number six seed New Mexico. That match, I believe, Mike, is being played. Is it being played tonight? Uh, Yeah, I think so. And yeah, those are so- two teams that, uh, I mean, I think CSU – CSU lost to UNLV in five last week. God, or two weeks ago when we shouldn't have, we swept them at home. Um, I, I am wrong. By the way, the tournament actually starts Wednesday. Okay, <laughs> it starts Wednesday, and then so uh, UNLV New Mexico would play that afternoon, and we would play on Thanksgiving. Uh, our first match would be to play the winner of them on Thanksgiving at four four o'clock uh, Pacific. So uh, while you're eating, throw on your Mountain West Network app and uh, and enjoy a little Ram volleyball. Yep, and then and then we swept New Mexico on the season, so swept them down in Albuquerque. Swept them last Thursday in what I called one of the worst matches I've ever seen um, <laughs> across the board for both teams, and the officials were garbage. <laughs> but we swept them. We swept them. So. Uh, yeah, hopefully I'm, uh, I'm gonna start calling you San Fran Chorizo fan. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, you and your volleyball, <laughs> your your love hate relationship with volleyball. Um, yeah, and and you you did mention women; they haven't really played much, uh, played anybody yet, but uh, they do play their next game. Um, they're three zero. The next game is tomorrow night, Tuesday night, against South Dakota Mines. So. 
Um, uh, before we wrap up, Mike, I know it's Thanksgiving week. Got uh, a few things you're you're thankful for, CSU related. Uh, God, man, you know, I'm thankful for all my friends and family. Um, my family, you know, again, yeah. I talked about it at the beginning of this podcast. Saturday was awesome. You know, this whole season has been awesome. Just being with good friends and and eating great food and and having cold beverages. And, and I'm thankful for that. I, I, I really am. Um, you know, one of the things that does bother me when I read on the message boards where people are like, I'm giving up, I'm, I'm going to stop going. And I'm like, where did it go wrong <laughs> that you don't have the friends that that's worth going up for, that you don't have the family where it's worth going up for. And yeah, it sucks when we're, when we're losing, but you know what? Hanging out with you. Shout out to Ramden who, who just to Greg, who just yep. showed up on uh, see random exactly who just showed up you know one of my but my buddy mark he left albuquerque at 4 a.m saturday to get up for the game got there uh for the tailgate he drove back after the game he drove back to albuquerque after the game he did a 20-hour day just to come watch csu and to, and to hang out and that's what it should be about and and, and that's what i'm thankful for for you, I'm thankful for you, you know, all my friends, you know, everybody at our tailgate crew. I am thankful for my best friend, Jay, my best friend, Joe Parker, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, his favorite color is orange. Uh, but those are things that I'm, I really am thankful for. And it's, and it's something that CSU has specifically given me and my family. And, and, and I'm thankful for that. How about we- you? I think we've learned over the years that we go for that, right? We go to hang out. We go to hang out with our friends and and family and make a day of it. And that the football is secondary. I wish it wasn't that way. I wish the football was everything you live for, you know, you go on Saturday, but it's for, for a long time. That's, that's been the highlight is hanging out with friends pregame and having some drinks and eating good food and taking in the CSU campus. So um, I, I, that was on my list as well. And, uh, you know, the other one on the list is I just love the on-campus stadium. I, I just every time I'm there, I'm like, this is just amazing. Remember for years, we never would have dreamed of that, you know, all the years at Hughes. And we we and we loved Hughes, too. Right. But this has just changed everything. You know, the game day. And it, it's it's awesome um, being able to to go down and to the, spend time in the OCR, went up to the um, I had never been up to the coaches terrace, went up there with you. Saturday and and got to experience that for the first time and that was cool and just there's just so many nooks and crannies and, and cool things about our stadium that are awesome so um, you know what's what's funny is is when we were when we were pulling in on Friday on Saturday Saturday morning and and we were turning right there like where Parmalee is and I said something to Tracy I'm like man I'm like how amazing would it have been to have been here for, to have an on-campus stadium when I was in school. And I'm like, you know, for my freshman and sophomore years, it would, I lived in Newsom. It would have been across the street, just literally outside of my window is the stadium, you know, to do that. And then both my, my the apartment I lived in for a year and a half and the house I lived in for a year and a half were just a block off campus. And, just being able to, to experience that and it would have been amazing. And I also said probably wouldn't have been a good idea either. Cause I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, falls, falls might've been even worse than what they already were with, with you know, with the games out at, at Hughes, but you're right. You know, that on-campus stadium is amazing and it's, it really has changed. And, and I, I love it. I love the feel of it. I love when, like just anytime you come into Fort Collins and, and, and you're on prospect and you see, you see the huge Ram on the backside of the scoreboard. And it just, it, 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 it just gives you some, you know, and, big and, time and I, it's first class. It's great. And we've been, uh, you've traveled a lot of different universities and, and it's been a lot of stadiums and there's some big time schools that don't have stadiums as nice as we do. Right. I mean, it's smaller, it, it, but <laughs> I've ever been to. I'm not saying it's the most fun stadium. 
I mean, it's the most fun for different reasons, right. but you know, but it is by far the nicest stadium I have ever been into by far. I mean, it, it's, it's the course field of, of, of college football. Um, I, 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 and I absolutely love it. And I love that it's, that it is our home. It would be awesome if it was fun, like going to Nebraska, going to what Nebraska used yeah. to be. Yeah. Oh, I haven't been for a few years, but going to, going to Madison, going to the big, uh, the big house, going to, going to Bama, um, where it, it, it is just a different type of energy and, and it, it just makes it so much fun. But this is home, you know, and, and I absolutely love it. And, and I'm glad you brought that up. I, I, sometimes we, I don't know, I don't want to say take it for granted, but it, I mean, it's just amazing. Well, you overlook it a little bit just because football has been so down and you, you know, you, we, we equate, I mean, we, we were perfectly happy with Hughes, you know, because there was a lot of good good times there, you know, and we saw a lot of big time football and, and good wins. And we just need a little bit of that at Canvas and it'll it'll take the next step. Um, last couple of things I'm thankful for, just a few of the players like Mo Kamara. It's, it, it's been awesome watching him play. He's going to end up being the one of the best defensive ends we've ever had. Might break the sack record. Obviously, Torrey Horton, it's special to watch him. Um, be a fan, had him on our podcast a couple of times. Kid's great. He's given us hope for the future. Same with like Justin Marshall, just having this, those glimpses just gets you excited for next year already. When, when we haven't, you know, there's been a few years where we've been like, I don't know what we got coming back and I'm not all that excited. Uh, but then homegrown guys like Henry Blackburn, Jack Howell that have brought some pride to the program. And then you look at hoops, Isaiah Stevens. I mean, he gives you a chance to win the conference, you know, go back to the NCAA tournament and just him as a, an icon for our program is awesome. And you know what else, Mike, I, the, I love having good humans in charge of our sports programs. I mean, you look at up and down the board, you know, wins or losses, whatever, but um, you look at who we've got in charge of all of our programs. There's incredible people. And it starts, you know, even with Jay, 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 we want more wins obviously, but, it doesn't get much better than him as a, as a human and Nico, obviously, and Ryan Williams. And we've met some of these other coaches like the tennis coach and um, they're just. The coach Van is amazing. I, I absolutely love her. Yeah. And you've gotten to know the soccer coach and, and softball coach. I mean, it's, it's spectacular. So Joe has done a really good job surrounding himself with good people. And I think ultimately that will translate into wins. So I love that. And then uh, one last shout out, uh, thankful for newer Gatkuth who made my son's day. I did tweet this the other day, the other day, but uh, you know, it, it's not the first time someone's handed a kid his glove. So it's from that standpoint, but you know, we walked the whole team walking by and giving knuckles. So that's special enough, but he actually saw Conley stop, took off his glove, gave it to him. And the, the look of bewilderment on Conley's face was just awesome. I got a great picture of it, got a video of it. And uh, he literally wore it the whole way home and then fell asleep and wanted to keep it on when I put him to bed. <laughs> I'm like, bud, we'll take it off. And uh, and uh, so he was super happy. And, and I love that because uh, he's going to be my future Ram. He loves the Rams. So, um, you, I mean, you know, I, I, I want to piggyback off that. And, and, you know, it's been it's been pretty cool seeing how much Willow absolutely loves CSU Friday night she got she was mad because it was a one o'clock game and not a night game <laughs> that, that meant that there's going to be less tailgating to be had like like she was so pissed off about that and then when we had to break it to her well this is the last tailgate of the season she just uh she was just so angry but but seeing how like you said there's just so many good people seeing how how she has been with with the basketball programs from Roddy to last year's team to to already you know seeing them out seeing them at outside of on on campus and, and how the, how the women's program has been when any time that she's been there the volleyball team last week you know it, it it's awesome that it's awesome that they give back to our community. You know, there's a there was a stretch, and you know, Matt Barnett has talked about how, you know, Stu wouldn't let wouldn't let the team do something like that after games. It was get get in the locker room, we're gonna talk, and then you got to go. 
obviously Larry, Larry had his issues. And, and, and so there wasn't a lot of that going on, but, but really seeing, you know, all the programs and, and just really embracing CSU, but embracing Fort Collins and, and, and the state, it, it, it is special. And, and yes, yeah, something I'm thankful for as well. So thank you for bringing that up. All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for today. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you, Mike. Hope you have a great time down in Walsh. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, all you Ram Nationers. Let's all pray that the uh, Team One app works on Saturday night. That's that uh, whatever the heck Hawaii's got going on to let us watch Spectrum. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's, I already tried to pull it up because I wanted to take a test run, and it's not the game's not listed, so hopefully by Saturday it's on there. But uh, anyway, good luck to uh, the Rams in all sports this week. And uh, hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. Let's go Rams. Go Rams. I got my grub on, but didn't